0: what is up guys i am your host dr sean ostrowski at the dr sean ostrowski on instagram and this is the live relentless podcast where we break down what it means to live relentless every single day we will be going through the daily tactics you can use to improve your life and the lives of those around you we'll be breaking down what you can do to bust through the learning curve on your way to success and begin building the life of your dreams i am so excited to be on this journey with you grab your pens grab your paper and here we go what is up guys welcome to the podcast so excited to have you here today um again like I said, this podcast is going to be growing fast. I mean, we're in kind of a new stage right now, but I know that one day this is going to be a number one podcast, and it's because of the content we're sharing and the kind of people that we're bringing on this show. I don't I don't settle for anything less than, than the best quality and, um, you know, our next guest that we're going to be having on the on the show later uh, next week is, is fantastic. And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear from um, him. He's a musician. He's a songwriter. He's on his way to Nashville. Big things are coming for him. So I think we're so blessed to get to have him on the show prior to that. Um, today, it's going to be some of my thoughts. I'm going to be breaking down a really cool topic right now. And I, I really think it's such an important topic. I don't think people really understand how important this is, which is why we need to break it down. So if you like this podcast and you find value in this, I want you to do me a favor. And let's just make an agreement that if if there's one person that you think needs to hear this, that you'll send it to them. you will share this podcast with them because if you do, you have no idea what kind of impact you can make in someone's life by just, just clicking the share button. And again, if you like this podcast, please give us some five stars and, and write us a review that helps us so much. And it helps us to get on people's playlists so that more people can hear this message. And it's really so vital. It all starts with the listeners. So um, I'm, I'm very honored and, and blessed. Uh, I wanted to just get right into the topic today. So what we're talking about today is your inner circle and really that that's the people that you spend the majority of your time with. Now, when you think about your inner circle, it's really important to understand that you will never outperform your inner circle. John Wooden said that he's been winning winningest basketball coach in NCAA history. And what he's saying is that you become a product of the people that you spend your time with. Now that that's probably, that might be familiar to you. That might not be familiar to you, but what I really want you to stop and think and ask yourself is, are you refining the peer group that you spend your time with, whether that be your friends, or your family members? um, Are you refining them so that you're sure that they add value to your thoughts, to your goals, to your standards and outcomes? Because the dynamic of productivity and bliss in the way your peer group expects is, is very, very powerful. So what I'm trying to say is, if your peer group expects from you, they're going to lift you up. If you have an accountability and you have people that that hold you accountable to a higher standard, well, then not only is your overall outlook on life and and your productivity level going to go up, but your bliss is also going to go up too, because you know you have people around you that aren't going to let you play small. And that's so, so important. So I think when when you stop and look around at the people you spend the most of your time with... You'll start to realize that wow, you know, when I when I really surround myself with people that are smarter than me, that are are go getters, that are entrepreneurs, that are that are um, constantly challenging the status quo and are thinking, and they don't just go along with the flow. You're going to realize that man, you, you start thinking that way. You start to uh, uh, take on some of those traits and. Uh, it's un, it's inescapable guys. You will become the people you spend your time with. If you start spending your time with lazy people, you're gonna start getting more lazy in your life and there just really is no time for that. So I don't think it's one of those things we have to completely cut people off, but the pruning process is very important, right? Like a bonsai tree, you know, you're just trying to find that perfect uh, version of the tree for you and, and only you're gonna know that. And people are gonna be in your life for a season for a reason, or, or for a lifetime, and there's only very few people in my life that that are in my in my circle for a lifetime. I have a, a best friend that's been my best friend since uh, sixth grade, and you know we've been through a lot. Um, no one really knows me the way he does, and you know that that person's probably always going to be there. You know, I have my dad, I have my my mom. I mean, my wife now is obviously going to be you know in my in my life forever, um, but not very many people have have made that cut to be. Completely transparent, and that's really the way I want it. You got to be careful. You have to be so vil- uh, diligent of guarding uh, your inner circle. But um, it, it's not all one-sided, right? Um, when when you when you're investing in these people, um, when you cultivate and invest in the people around you, you're also going to be investing in yourself, because as you lift up those around you, like what, what's that old? As the tide rises, all ships rise. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to rise the water so that everybody rises up, not just one ship rises, but all the ships rise at the same time. And that's really what we're after when you when you look at your friends is you should be trying to lift them up as much as they're trying to lift you up. And by holding each other accountable, now, now you have a fantastic um, relationship there where where you both are gonna grow from that. You're both gonna, gonna be able to reap so much benefits. So so important that you're investing in the people around you as much as you would expect them to invest in you. Um, But I want you to know something that this doesn't just start today. You you have been defined by all of your relationships since your birth. It's just so true. Um, Some have added tremendous value and then others have been a a big waste of time. And then there's really just no way of getting around that. You have been inundated since the day you were born. And all those people you spent time with, if you notice, when you were in, you were in high school. You know, for me, on, on one hand, I, I can I can see this play out firsthand. When I was in middle school, I was getting in all kinds of trouble, spending time with the kids who were all getting in trouble, and because of that, we were we were got, got in trouble stealing. Like I stole a bike, I was stealing things from from uh, party stores, and that's just what these kids like to do for a rush because they weren't being. They weren't being paid enough attention by their parents. They had nothing really to fill their their void. They didn't play sports. They had nothing, they weren't smart, they weren't good in school. And so because of that, they, they resorted to these adrenaline dumps of, you know, um, you know, petty larceny really and I was going down that road and, and honestly I just I, I knew I had to make a change and so what ended up happening was I just got way more involved in sports and what I had realized is the people that were in sports wouldn't give me the time of day they wouldn't spend time with me because they knew I was getting in trouble but as soon as I made that shift and I said you know what I'm done with this I'm done spending my time with these people that are basically going to lead me down a dark path got back involved in my sports. Um, and all my friends were doing that too. And because my friends were accountable to being at practice and accountable to having to train and, and lift and all that, you know, we, we weren't going out on Friday nights and then drinking, we were staying in and we were, we were, um, having two on two tournaments and just further honing our skills. And, um, we, we were just constantly pushing each other to be better. And so our days were spent you know out out getting making each other better by by playing games and playing scrimmages and pickups and all that stuff and um yeah it was just just a good a good um a good impression on my overall development through high school and it was really night and day um but it all came back to me having to make that that realization And, and honestly it it never stops you have to constantly be refining and looking at clipping that bonsai tree, because as we do, we're going to get closer and closer and closer to what really defines us and what really um, is a reflection of who, who we are. Because that's what your friends really should be. They should be a reflection of who you are and also who you would like to become. Um, so I want you to also understand one other concept. You're not an island. You are part of an interlocking web of humanity that, that shapes your identity based on who you associate with that. That is just such a great thing to remember. I think sometimes we, we get isolated or we, we spend so much time um, feeling like, okay, it's just me and my wife and my kids. And we don't spend enough time with other people that are going to lift us up and to um, sorry about that guys that are going to push us. And and so when that happens, you do become stagnant, and that's when you can get into this this place where you really aren't going anywhere, and there's and you can start feeling kind of depressed and anxious about life and, and lethargic because there really is no no goal, but there's no one holding holding you accountable, pushing you. Um, that's why they say one of the most important things you do when you set a goal is you got to tell somebody so they can hold you accountable. Um, but that's what this is. You, you you're not an island. You know you are part of an interlocking web of humanity. And that shapes your identity. And um, it's all based on who you associate with. So as you, you know, influence them, they're also influencing you. And and it's really just an incredible circle. So um, really guys to to succeed in life, your peer groups and your standards, you really have to align with your own, right? Their standards become yours and vice versa. And that's really kind of a conscious thing too. But when your friend, let's just call them, you know, friend number one, when your friend number one is, is hell bent on trying to find residual income streams, because they want to retire one day, and they want to make sure they have passive income coming in. And they're constantly talking about it. And you see them talking about how uh, you call them to do something or hang out. And they're like, Oh, no, man, I'm, I'm working on this project, or I'm, I'm working on this book, or I'm working on this podcast, or whatever it is, it's gonna, it's gonna, challenge you to be like, okay, man, I got this free time. He's working on something that's going to pay him dividends. Hmm. Maybe I should be thinking more long-term. And, and that's the, really the beauty of it. And, and vice versa, you know, when, when maybe you influence him in a big way by, by being in good shape, right? Like I think there's a lot of people in my life that um for a long time maybe were ahead of me in business right and i was able to learn and and grow from them in terms of their thought process towards business but but they weren't in as good a shape physically and i've i've always taken that as a really big important pillar in my life and i always will um i mean i can't even imagine really a day where i don't want to do something that physically stresses me because i think it's just such a i'm addicted to the sweat but um I pushed them in that aspect. So while, while they were out making money, they were realizing, man, my, 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 my physical health is really dropping and Sean is always after it. And so, we, 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 like I said, all ships rise when, we are, when we're constantly pushing each other. And so in different ways, we can push each other. Um, but that's the only way to succeed, really. But um, one more thing I want to share is, you know, you can choose to limit how you interact with your family members who are toxic. Because most people are saying, in the if if you're if you're being honest, you're sitting here thinking, well, man, the people I really need to prune out of my life is my family. Maybe it's not your friends. Maybe it's not so simple. Maybe it's your your in-laws. Um, maybe it's uh, maybe it's a cousin or a brother-in-law or maybe it's a maybe it's a sister or a brother or a mom or a dad, and they're just toxic, and that can be really hard. And um, but overbearing people and, and people that are just generally negative. They're, they're just not people you need around. And so um, family members are, are usually the most complicated. But for the purpose um, of what we're talking about right now, um, you have to focus on the relationships that you have a lot more control over. So that's your peer group. Um, that, those are your friends. That is your, your, your spouse, um, you know, leading into that. Uh, my dad and I have talked about this on the podcast before. The most important decision you ever make in your life is not where you work. That's a really important one. It's not where you go to school. It's not your profession. Although, I mean, those are all up there, guys. The But the most important decision you will ever make in your life is who you choose to be your partner in life, your spouse. Because that can make or break you. It's just so... I can't even begin to tell you it can make or break you. And as someone who's still relatively new to the marriage world, but now we have a kid, a little girl, and another one on the way. We have a two year old, and we have another one, you know, about twenty weeks away. I can tell you right now that if if I was not married to someone that shared the same belief systems that I have towards raising my children, towards um, lifting them them up in a Christ-centered home, um, that didn't feel the same way I do about vaccination and holistic health care, I mean, it would just be such a struggle. And, and on top of that, if I didn't have someone who who wanted to be healthy and eat well and exercise and um, do things outdoors and be adventurous and be spontaneous and take trips, man, it would just be so hard. We just share so much in common. Um, and And I think, you know, I will say this. The one thing that my spouse probably does that drags me down a little bit is um, she, she, you know, she has a sweet tooth kind of late at night. And when I met her, I really didn't eat very much sweets. You know, I was very um, invested in my my health and in my, my bodybuilding and things like that. And slowly over time, over these last, you know, Three years, I can definitely see a change in my my eating habits, and it's not a whole her fault. I just I just think we've we've definitely became um, comfort buddies when it comes to oh I'll have some cookies or I'll have some Oreos. I mean, it is dangerous when we bring out those Oreos, guys. But um, yeah, going going back to the family, I mean, again, how you interact with your family members who are toxic is is really up to you. You can't change who your family is, but you can choose to limit the activity that you have with them. And I think that really comes down to a simple conversation. And I think an honest conversation, you don't have to be mean and you don't have to be ugly, but you just say something along the lines of, you know, um, family member. I'm feeling like we don't really see eye to eye on very much. And I have some really big goals and aspirations that I want to make sure I'm, you know, I'm going after. And so it just requires a lot of my time and a lot of my effort. And obviously my family is my priority. So, you know, with that being said, it just limits my availability to and time that I have available to give you. Um, and I, Honestly, I feel like you and I kind of kind of go in different directions in terms of where we are, in terms of stages in life, um, and we just have different desires, different dreams, different goals, and that's okay. I love you, but let's just be honest that we don't really serve each other very well, spending a ton of time together. Love is always there. I'm always there for you. I'll never, I'll never neglect you, but we don't really serve each other to spend a lot of time together. Now, that conversation could be easier or harder depending on the person, but that's some, something along the lines of that would, would probably be fair. Um, and you're not saying it to be mean. That That's just your space. And um, this is a process you have to get good at just holding your own space. So, um, again, your, your peer group and your inner circle is the most potent force um, and influencing agent in your world. And so you must place the most utmost care as to who you let into this group. To succeed in life, your peer group's standards must align with yours. Their standards must become yours and vice versa. Okay, just to say that again. Um, William J.H. Bokner said this way. I love this, so I want to make sure I'm not getting this wrong. A man is judged by the company he keeps, and the company is judged by the men it keeps. And the people of democratic nations are judged by the type and caliber of officers they elect. How true is that? Let me say that again. A man is judged by the company he keeps and a company is judged by the men it keeps. Let's just stop there. Leave the democratic part off. Just let that sink in, you know, think and think back to when you were in college and maybe that girl you really liked didn't want to spend much time with you because you were known as someone who is, you know, constantly going out, constantly with other girls, um, maybe your friend's group was pretty promiscuous. How many of us fought that battle or, or potentially, you know, um, you know, people really looked up to you and, and, um, they, they thought you're really cool because you were part of the the track team or the basketball team. And, um, uh, you know, th- that was the judgment they passed. So it can work positively, or it can work negatively. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like to think about that in terms of the Christian faith too, um, A lot of people hold a lot of negative thoughts towards the Christian faith because um, I think a lot of times Christianity in and of itself is a beautiful thing and it has so much amazing foundation. I mean, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He died for us. He He is such a merciful God. He's willing to take all of your sins that you should have paid the ultimate price for. He took them and stripped them away and, and basically made it okay. And you get to live in that promise, whether you choose to believe in it or not. I mean, that, that's just, that's up to you. But, um, however, we, we as Christians seem to always think that one sin is worse than another. Like my sin isn't as bad as the person over there. And so we tend to gossip and talk about how I'm gonna pray for them and 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 really it's just it's such a screwed up way of looking at it because you have to remember God looks at sin the same exact way. And so when we're sitting here acting as if we're better than others or passing judgment because we don't feel like our sin is as bad as their sin, well, that makes us hypocrites. And so in the Christian faith, we have to really be careful of that. And the 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 company that the, the Christian faith keeps, the people that we allow in really can hurt. Um, the, the outlook and the perspective on the faith in general. So just something to keep in mind if you are a, a Christian. Uh, I, th- I think about that all the time. Another thing I want you to do is think of your associations and your relationships like a bullseye. This is a little uh, exercise you can do. So you draw on a piece of paper. There's a, a little circle. Okay, get out, your, get out your pen, get out your paper, or you can do this later. You're going to draw a circle in the center, and you're going to write me. You're at the center and then you're going to draw some some rings around it okay and as you meet people and develop interactions with them they either move closer to the center with trust and intimacy or they move further away and that and you have to keep a keen eye on this is this is a fluid situation right and updating your circle is important that doesn't mean you know you keep a tally system oh johnny did that moves down the bench right no but it's it's um it's looking at your life and, and your inner circle. Okay. Um, when I meet somebody, I have love, I have admiration for them. I have respect for them. Generally, um, you know, I hold them in a pretty good regard when I meet them, um, regardless of your skin type or whatever it is, or your, or your nationality or your, or your, um, your race or gender. I hold a lot of respect equally for every single person. And then how they choose to show up, how they interact with me um, really helps me to dictate whether they move closer um, into the center and become part of my, my true friend group or if I just keep them as, a, as an acquaintance, right? But the ways that you can get people can move closer into your friend group are really going to depend on you. For me, it has a lot to do with trust. Can I tell them something and have them not pass it along? And man, that, that's something you really have to be careful with. You know, you start with small things um, and, and people will show you, you know, I have a really good friend right now that I can, uh, he's earned that trust just honestly by me um, sharing things with him, you know, not necessarily intentionally, but sharing things with him. And then we'd all be in public and he had a perfect chance to let it slip. And he didn't, you know, and I, uh, I really respect that about people and, I think that is, you know, that that for me is probably the number one thing. But then then how how intimate and how vulnerable can I be with someone um, without them making me feel weird, with with them being willing to share and maybe be a little bit more vulnerable with me? That's what helps me um, open up and, and build those strong, true friend connections. But it's going to be different for you. But again, remembering... This is a fluid situation you know people can move in and out of the circle in both directions um just because someone was in the in the inner circle for 10 years doesn't mean that they have to continuously stay in that inner circle um and and again people in your life for a season or a reason and sometimes for life but it's not always all three so um i'd say it's it's always an ongoing process of adding people to your life that have things you want or respect most and then, and then again, pruning people that don't, or or show you have bad habits. Um, proximity to people causes familiarity, and your brain moves towards this familiarity. So, like we talked about earlier, if you're familiar with hard work, people that that don't waste time, that are productive, that are driven you're more than likely going to start becoming someone who doesn't waste as much time. You're going to start seeing opportunities to, to create for yourself, and um, you're not going to settle for wasting as much time. And honestly, your friends are probably going to call you out on your BS too, and that's what I think is so beautiful about it. But um, I'm a big – I believe in quantity – over quality in a lot of in a lot of aspects of life like for example if you're recording a, if, you, if you're a musician and you want to record a bunch of songs well the best musicians in the world typically record a ton of songs and a lot of them don't even get published but by by recording a ton of songs that quantity allows them to find the quality and so then they can pick and choose from these, um, this huge library of, of, of music that they've created. And ultimately they find a lot of awesome songs. Um, Beethoven, for example, had written and composed thousands of pieces, but he's, you know, he, he the only ones you might know about is, you know, 10 or, or 20 of them, you know, and so he had a, mi- a bunch of other songs, just didn't ever publish them, or they weren't as popular ones but he's still regarded as one of the greatest of all time, right? Because in that quantity became the quality. But I'm going to tell you something a little different. When it comes to your inner circle, quality over quantity is essential. You don't need a lot of people. And and realistically, you're only going to have so much emotional bandwidth to give. When it comes down to after I give what I need to give to my wife, and to my children, and to the practice members that come into my office and expect help, and and to the clients that I coach—I don't think I've even mentioned that to you guys—but I do. I do one-on-one coaching, whether that be business coaching or some people just need um, health coaching, where we break down blood work, where we go through your your weight, your goals, your your um, training—you uh, know, when it comes to physical training—but ultimately. I'm a coach for people to kind of get their lives back on track to to push the barriers and build success at any level for them. And a lot of times it starts with with their daily habits and the people they spend their time with. But quality over quantity is huge. But when you give so much, you're only going to have so much left for your friends. And so you don't need to be wasting it and, and trying to give too much of it to a bunch of people that aren't really worth all of that energy. And I don't mean that ugly guys. I mean, people are amazing. And I think I try to hold space for every single person to love on them and be present with them. But when you, when you hold your inner circle very, very, um, close and dear to your heart, it allows you to, to, to be more present with those people because you're not trying to divide your attention up amongst too many things. You're not watering down, your emotional bandwidth for your friends. So um, that quality over quantity is so, so important. Um, But a big thing here, um, even a small amount of time that you spend with the right couple of people can make a large difference. You lean on and learn from each other. You laugh and you mourn with them and, and, and you feel what they feel. They're genuinely happy when you succeed. And then you're also going to be delighted with their, succeed, their success. Um, and so there is this reflected glory when one of your closest friends succeeds because you feel like having a part of that, you succeed as well. And I think that's that's the real amazing thing that happens when we start looking at community this way, and we start picking our friends um, intelligently, in, intentionally. Is you're going to have space for them, and because you guys are both pushing each other in a good way, you're both rising, and so there's not this 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 jealousy or this he's doing this and I'm not doing that. They're not going to let you play small, and so when because they're not willing because they're not willing to let you fail, you're not going to be willing to let them fail. And so when you both succeed, it's so beautiful. But when one of you succeeding, and maybe you're not, you know that your success that your success is coming, that because they're succeeding, that it only means that yours is coming soon too. And so there is this real, real um, nice um, uh, this mirroring effect that happens there, but. Um, I want to talk about one other thing. Great art or accomplishments of any kind are often a single person's vision, but realized with the help of an inner circle or friends who bring that passion to life. Let me say that again. I wrote that down. Great art or accomplishments of any kind. Think about something that you've done that's been really, really good or special. Um, are often one person, one person's vision. But it was the only way that it was realized or came to life is with the, the help of an inner circle of friends who were were willing to help bring that passion to life. So you know, you share your your ideas with people and they help you to bring them out. They help you to develop them. They they prune your thoughts and help you to to really bring the best um, foot forward. But when you and your inner circle are in alignment, all of your lives flow. Loads are lighter. Right, you're lifting off each other. Your confidence reigns higher. You're blissful. You radiate those positive things outward to all the parts of your life and and the lives of those around you. You know, sometimes um, your inner circle, even though it doesn't add the value you need, through no fault of yours or theirs, like life just happens. Life changes. It's amazing how fast someone can fall out of favor or even you know become a stranger compared to the person you once knew. But um, It's, again, this fluid nature. And so um, as your life changes, your friends are going to change too. Their thoughts and beliefs are going to change. And so you're going to continue to grow and they may not. It can be really tough when you come to this realization that someone might not want to keep growing or... Um, they might be growing out of you too. That's really a tough one to swallow that maybe your friend is, is growing beyond you and that's okay. And you have to be willing to, to be happy for them. You know, um, deep down, you'll know um, and you'll have to decide how you want the friendships to change. Are you willing to elevate yourself in order to play at that level? Do you really care enough about that person to elevate yourself? Or maybe you guys just have different ideas of what happiness looks like. But ultimately, um, everything has an expiration date. Um, and, uh, the sooner you accept that a friendship is, um, still have value, um, does not meet the, let me say that again, as soon as you, as soon as you accept that a friendship, while it still might have value, um, it does not meet the requirement that your highest level needs you'll accept that you probably need to find a new association in your life, right? So that person can still be a value. They can still be a friend, but it's just not someone you're going to spend a lot of your time with. But when you, again, prune that and start moving them maybe more towards your outer circle, it gives you the opportunity to maximize the potential for for new associations. So again, it's that bandwidth. You only have so much energy that you can give. And so being intentional about how you move people in and out of that um, circle can be important. Um, but you have to always... Again, another, another thing you need to be doing is you need to always be evaluating whether the proximity of the people in your inner circle is still appropriate or not. So be honest about what you need out of the people, and they'll, they'll do the same thing with you. Um, but Benjamin Franklin uh, has a really great quote, and you're don't want to write this one down, but it says, Be careful when choosing a friend, but, even, but be even more careful when changing a friend. So as much as I say this is a fluid process, it is, but you need to be very intentional use prayer um, sit down and ask God what what he's looking for from you and ask him if if this person serves that um, you don't want to be willy-nilly about how you uh, how you you know push a friend in or out of that circle so um, uh, you don't you also one thing I want you to remember is you don't want to be you don't want to be so and In, so intentional where you're going to the shopping, you know, you're, you're not going out like shopping for friends, you know, admission to your inner circle, it really should come organically over time. It's not like you take them through a testing process and, Oh, they did something good. They didn't, they didn't betray my trust. Great. They move up the rung. It, it's just, it happens naturally and give it the time it needs. You know, you don't want to be too overbearing and trying to push somebody too fast because then they are going to think you're weird. Um, um, The the people in your inner circle, one other thing is they should have a fully developed sense of emotional maturity. They need to be steadying. They need to be a steady influence on you, right? They they need to be people who are happy and highly productive. Um, They need to be loyal and they need to make rational decisions based on reason instead of impulse. Those are the kind of people that you want in your life on a regular basis because they're going to steady you and they're going to give you better choices. But one thing, one concept you can look at is reverse engineer the process of examining your associations. If you meet someone who knows what they expect for their own lives, then as a close associate, that's what you should expect to have as a byproduct byproduct of your relationship. So I wrote that down. I want to make sure I got it down right. But basically if you meet someone who's going to have some high expectations out of your life then you should you should expect that your life will improve as a byproduct if you're if you're challenging each other and if you're pushing each other um, don't get sucked into you know other people's negative vortexes because that's not that's not going to be healthy you don't want that um you want your inner circle also to, to consist of good human beings, right? They, they should treat other people well and they should be afraid of fear. They should be free of fear and anger. Um, they shouldn't be people who are prejudiced. Um, they don't, they don't want to, they shouldn't be someone that's going to hurt other people. Um, but really you're just looking for people who are compassionate and, you know, are ethical. Um, and they look out for people that are less fortunate the protective of children, you know, elderly. Um, they should have um, looking out for people that have limited or, or or less mental capacity. Like these are just people, different groups of people that sometimes can be vulnerable. And I think if you find someone who's who's looking out for those groups, you, you've probably found some good friends. Those are just things I like to look for when I'm when I'm measuring my friends. But um, another thing, guys, your inner circle should also inspire you at a visceral level, right? You should be able to feel that buzz or that excitement when you're around these kinds of people. Like you look forward to that dopamine release, you know, is coming when you're with them. And and honestly, I want you to check yourself. Are you that kind of person for people around you? Like when you are in, do people want to have you in the inner circle because you elevate them? And and if you're bringing high levels of energy and the people you have around you are bringing high levels of energy, there's going to be this natural um, uh, buzz, like I said earlier, a buzz or like a a vibration in the room. You're going to just feel like there's good energy. Ideas are going to be bouncing. You're going to be lifting each other up. And really just that's how it all happens, man. Um, I'd say you can apply your standards for your inner circle. Um, You want sharp business minds, entrepreneurs. Um, maybe analytical types who can balance your shortcomings and help you achieve goals. Um, Joining together um, these types of associations make you greater than the sum of your parts. So when you have a bunch of different people in your, in your circle, maybe there's different strengths and weaknesses that we all can balance each other out. So that's another thing to consider when you're choosing your friends. Um, I think, you know, just a couple of questions I wrote down that you should ask. You know, can your inner circle help you make whole in your financial affairs? Can they help you in your relationships? Can they can they improve your outlook on your emotional health, on your faith? That's such a big one. If if someone's not um, pushing you in your faith, it, you know, you really need to find people who are. Um, your physical well being. Again, that's that's always been my thing with people. I've, I've tend to be someone who pushes people in terms of their fitness journeys. Um, but it's, it's really something where, um, you, you don't have, again, if you, if these people that, that you have friends that, that maybe don't meet all these marks, it's not to say you can't be friends with them, but it's a, it's to say that, that they probably shouldn't be someone you spend a lot of your time with. Um, you should really be holding that space for people who, again, who are going to lift you up. And um, But you, you can only control your thoughts and, and your actions. You can't control others. So that's the big takeaway here, guys. You can't control what other people do. And so if you choose, um, if people choose to think and do things that are counterproductive to you living your best life, then it's going to be incumbent on you um, to make the choice that best serves you. And so what that means is you can't choose what other people are going to do. And so it really becomes important to make sure that you are picking and choosing the people that are showing you what kind of lives they want to lead and making sure that those people are going to be adding value to to your life, too. Um, and, and vice versa, guys. Um Here's the here's the danger when you don't look at this, when you aren't constantly um, evaluating your friends, when you linger in bad relationships, you don't make room for better relationships. So you can get stuck, and those those associations that can change your life for the better, and forever, are, are not going to be available because you've you've sucked up all your emotional bandwidth, which is what we were talking about other earlier. Um, except that some, you just need, need to accept that some people will make the cut and then some won't be fair, but it also be firm. You, when you reach those kinds of decisions, it's not, it's not a, I don't like you kind of thing. It's a, we don't serve each other kind of a thing. So I want to leave you with one, one final thought. Um, close friends are truly life's treasures. Sometimes they know us better than we know ourselves. With gentle honesty, they are there to guide and support us, to share our laughter and our tears. Their presence reminds us that we are never really alone. And so my challenge for you today, guys, is to sit down and and draw that bullseye. You're at the center of that bullseye. And think about another thing is at the center of that bullseye is your family, your children, your business, your your job, your 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 financial health, your your faith, um, your physical fitness, you know your emotional well being, and then and then start drawing, you know the people in around you, and start looking at do those people lift up or tear down any of those aspects? Like for example, if you wouldn't trust one of your best friends to maybe watch your kids for an hour or two hours, maybe they're not a good friend. Maybe they're not someone you need to have in your inner circle. You know, on the outskirts, going towards the further ends of the bullseye maybe. but maybe we need to start pushing them out. But if you're spending a lot of your time with them and they're not someone that you would trust, you know, um, to pay you back if you gave them $1,000, well, you know, maybe you need to ask yourself that honest question and maybe start shifting them further away from the center. But draw that that bullseye out, and then start putting people that you have as associations, friends, people that you spend a lot of your time with, and then start asking yourself: Are those people in the center supposed to be there? And are the people that are on the outsides of your associations maybe maybe there are people that that you really admire, and you should look at how you might be able to move them in closer. Now you can't pull somebody in. You can't you can't you can't force them but you can start being more intentional about spending time with them. So at the end of the day, guys, you know, the choice is yours. And, you know, ultimately your life is going to be impacted by it. But I hope this was something that, that, that got you thinking. And really, if you like this podcast, again, share it with your friends. Um, tag somebody in it. Um, these podcasts are going to be dropping every Monday. Um, 5 a.m. so you can start listening to it and I hope it shapes your life guys I really do hope that it improves the way you look at life and 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 this should improve your relationships. So again, I hope you hope you start living relentless Don't let a single day go by that. You don't start getting the most out of your time You only have so much time and we none of us know what that number really looks like and so Being intentional and spending your time with the people that are really gonna lift you up is so, so important. So again, I love you. And I hope you guys have an amazing day. There you have it, guys, you made it. You made it to the end which means you want to better yourself, and that makes us kindred spirits. I am so honored that you are here listening to this podcast. And remember, to live relentless means you embrace each moment of life. You are determined to better yourself every single day. Every situation, good or bad, brings new strength to who you are and who you will become. You don't make excuses for your shortcomings and you build the life of your dreams, but look for ways to lift up those around you every day. You are a leader and you push your boundaries until you realize every ounce of your God-given potential. You do all of this because you know that when it's all said and done, you can look yourself in the mirror and love the person looking back. Guys, if you saw value in this episode, I ask that you please like it, share it, and subscribe to my channel for more. Again, you can follow me at the Dr. Sean Ostrowski on Instagram. Guys, I love you and I want amazing things for your life. And if I can help in any way, please reach out. Have an amazing day.